welcome back to Teens Take Up. Or welcome to Teens Take Up. If this is your first time listening, we're so excited to have um, you. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Yeah. I sound like a, um, a YouTuber. You sound like a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to be talking to Marley Mellon, who's a really engaged member of um, activism in her community. Um, we're very, very excited to have her on the show. Um, we also want to give... Show. On the show. <laughs> we also want to give her a bit of a chance to introduce herself. Um, so Marley, take, take it, it away. away. Hi, guys. I'm like loving their little intro thing. Oh my god, it's so cute. Um, my name is Marley. I'm so excited to be here. And I, I want to talk to you guys about mental health and about the stigmas around that and how I deal with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so important. First, let me ask you, I guess, what organizations are you involved in and what is the activism or the social justice issues that you're most involved in? So I am the, um, I'm the co-director of Maine March for Our Lives, which is the Maine State March for Our Lives group. Um, and that just happened about a month ago that I got put in this um, position and it's amazing and I love it. So March for Our Lives is the um, ending gun violence and um, promoting safer guns and safer communities. And then I'm involved with the Yellow Tulip Project, which is a project to smash the stigma around mental illness. Um, and I run a group at my school that just talks and we kind of like work through things. Um, and I, oh God, I like have to count things off in my brain. Um, <laughs> I am working with an organization called Kindness Around the World, which is sending money to teachers in Haiti. They're, um, because teacher, teachers in Haiti don't get paid a good enough salary to stay and help teach the students. So students there, um, they don't receive very good education. And um, I just applied to work with a couple of new things. Um, I already applied to work with the climate strike and Kamala Harris's 2020 campaign. Amazing. Um, yeah, and I just, I do... I just do a lot of projects. Those are like my my big things, but I'm always like, if something comes up in the community, I'm there um, and I'm on the board or I'm on the, yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Um, So what social justice issues are you most passionate about? Um, I'm really, really passionate about teens in particular, getting the mental health supports and the recognition in their mental health that they need. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, um, I'm really, really passionate about ending segregation and racism, um, which is, I think everybody should be really passionate about that, yeah. but um, I've, I've just been informed and learned a lot recently, so um, that, <laughs> and just, I'm, I'm a heavy feminist, like hardcore feminist, um, and abortion rights, and all those things, <laughs> everything you could like pin on a liberal like that's yeah. what I take on um okay so can you um give us more um of an in-depth I guess um introduction to the three organizations that you mentioned just so that we can put we can put that in yeah okay um so March for Our Lives is a group uh started by the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas survivors and they branch out into communities to create uh, safer gun laws and to protect kids in schools and to look at uh, minority communities and how gun laws affect 
people of color at a disproportionate rate and all of these things. Um, and we are not trying to take your guns. We're not against the Second Amendment. Those are very important things I have to say every time. Um, <laughs> just because that kind of gets lost. It's an anti-violence movement, not an anti-gun movement. I'm the state leader, so it's a lot. It's it's every day. It's, um, it's like meetings and calls and everybody who has questions they come to me or my partner um and it's it's never i don't i don't get a break yeah it's like it's like 3 a.m there's a group chat going i have to respond in it um and i wasn't expecting that when i took on the job but it's been amazing and it's wonderful um and then yellow tulip project which is probably the most relevant to what we're talking about and one of the most amazing is a nonprofit started by actually a friend of mine who's absolutely wonderful named Julia Hansen here in Portland, Maine, um, that aims to smash the stigma around mental illness because she lost two of her best friends to suicide when she was a sophomore. Um, and so she created this organization that works, we started in our community and we're starting to branch out more, um, that works in schools and in communities to just to share stories and to come together and to spread hope. That's like our big thing is like hope and that yeah. hope happens and that there's there's hope. Um, and then Kindness Around the World, that's pretty quick intro. Um, yeah. They're very new. They're not established as a nonprofit yet, but they're awesome. Um, and they are collecting money. They've collected $3,000 to send yeah. to one Haitian teacher because um, a teacher in Haiti's salary is usually around $2,000, um, which is just not yeah. living salary for a teacher. Um, so I work with them about getting the word out, and I've just been trying to help them, guide them along, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on this, but, um, you know, lately I've been talking to Lucy about this. I feel like we're both a part of a lot of the organizations. I'm a part of nine and counting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I probably could have, like, 20 if I really, like, took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot of emotional labor um, that comes with it. And there's a lot of constantly being on the job. And there's no break. There's no moment yeah. to kind of set it aside and deal with yourself. Um, so how do you seek out to care for yourself how do you provide yourself with care because it's so important like just draining your energy and your time with like one thing is is great like it's it's amazing like yeah. when you're putting all this work towards something but at the same time like amelia said you need that me time yeah you need that time to just okay. relax and listen to your favorite music or read a book yeah. or anything like that yeah so how do you make that time for yourself amidst all the chaos so what I found a lot is that that time, because I'm a full-time student too, I'm yeah. a sophomore in high school, like it is, the grind does not stop. It keeps on going. Always another essay. Um, so that time is like something that I have to manipulate um, very carefully to like get in the right position and to be somewhere. And I'm not the type of person that like likes to be alone. I don't like not being with people. Um, like when when I'm in my element is like when I'm with the people that I care about. So what I found is that I make these really meaningful connections through all these organizations because especially you from organizations like you meet people and yeah. you meet wonderful, amazing people. Um, and that's I, how we met. That's how yeah. Lucy and I met. Yeah. <laughs> my friend is sitting in my living room right now like, <laughs> because we met through March Our Lives. She's awesome. Um, and. 
we um, I just I find so much joy in like being like okay we had a meeting like it kind of was asked like I didn't want to just sit here for two hours and write this stuff let's go for a drive like let's take a minute um and it, it's checking that it's being like I was just sitting here I wrote my French essay and I had a meeting and I don't feel good and I don't feel full right now like I do like I know I'm changing the world but I don't feel good and just taking that check and being like I have to go do this um and it's also made me like really check into my time so like when I'm in the shower like now I'm not just aimlessly showering like I'm like okay (laughs) like let it all go or like when I'm walking to school or when I'm walking home from school like those times become more sacred and it it really like checks you into what's going on um yeah and any time especially even when you're around people like it can be you time you know what I mean if you just take the time to like connect with yourself yeah and like I never don't have headphones in I never don't have like music playing so that I can like kind of go somewhere else if I need to um and that's been really important I don't know. I love this precept. I love this prospect, right? Of teens getting up, going to school, and then changing the world, right? I think mm-hmm. that there is so much power in that. Um, but it's so difficult. It is yeah. so difficult. You know, talk about your day. Like, what is your day? So you get up, you go to school, and then what happens? Okay, so I wake up at like 5 a.m. so I can start. <laughs> I, I can relate. Lucy can relate. <laughs> I actually get up at 4.45, but you're like... <laughs> Um, which has made me also, this is a little tip, I have to go to bed by 9 p.m. every night Same. or I will not be like a living human being the next day. <laughs> so I get up and I do whatever work I didn't do that night. So like schoolwork is a priority in the morning just because I'm like, thought I actually go turn that in. Yeah. Um, so I do that and then I force myself to eat breakfast. I hate eating in the morning. It grosses me out, but yeah, like same. I'm up for like the next 18 hours. So I have to do it um and so um so I eat and then I I usually try to do something like physical if I'm not I don't want to be a slug like my first classes are my most important classes if I'm a slug like we're not gonna go very far um so I'll either do like yoga or like try to move to the best of my abilities and then I get to school and I'm there and I do a lot in school um I go to a liberal arts wonderful high school that's like world-renowned for like being activist people that's amazing um yeah so a lot of it I can do in my school and in my classes um but I also like have to focus on being like do I really want to get into this or do I just want to pass this assignment in and like focus on something else um yeah and then every day is different it's it depends on the needs of the people who I work with so if a new group of March for Our Lives is having a meeting, then I have to figure out if I need to be there or if I need to go to a meeting or an appointment or I need to be home for a phone call. Um, I always have to prioritize that. And I also like try to stay after school um, to make sure that my grades are like A plus because I really thought for a minute there I could rely on getting into college by being like, look at all the fancy things I do. Right not doing good school um and that reality has been switched so I put in the grind time after school um and sometimes I do sometimes I slack off and I'm like I don't want to do anything today 
I'm going to hang out with my friends. Like, I want to see them more than I want to deal with anything. Yeah, um, yeah. But then I just, I, whatever needs to happen from, like, I get out of school at 2.30. So from, like, 2.30 to 6, I, like, do my thing. And then 6 is, like, I'm going to actually grind now very hard <laughs> on everything I didn't do. So, um... I, when I find time to be with people, it's like, okay, you can come with me to do this meeting, or you can come with me to do this phone call, like, um, and then finally, by, like, eight, I'm usually done, I, I try to cut myself off by eight, and be like, take a shower, <laughs> watch a show, be a human, yeah, stop being a robot, um, yeah, yeah, and I, that's kind of my ideal day in the life of an activist, right, like, I feel like, I portray this like, oh, I mean, perfect. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I can't go to school today. I can't exist today. I'm going to lay in my bed and eat a lot of food and <laughs> my shit for like the whole day. Um, and so like, it's never perfect and I never can like pinpoint. I kind of base it on like exactly how I'm feeling um, because I never want to do something that's going to harm me because if I harm myself then none of those organizations none of those social change things that I'm in charge of like are gonna do any good yeah if I'm not doing good um so I I have to keep that in check yeah I think a lot of times uh, we forget that we're teenagers and I see this in myself all the time um I'm staying up late because I'm creating a new list on Trello of what I'm head of finance um, in in my uh, in the gun control organization that I work with, um, and I'll find myself staying up late and making a task on my Trello yeah. instead of getting sleep, or yeah. I'll find myself like writing an email to a representative instead of like eating dinner at like a normal yeah. hour. So it's for me, it's a lot about like grounding myself and remembering like, hey, I'm still a kid and like, yes, in order to like make legislative change, you have to work, you have to grind. But like also I'm a teenager and I like need to take time for myself. I need, oops, sorry. I need to take time for myself. Like I need to be with my friends. I need to have a social life. Um, and all of that is really hard to balance. And like my parents tell me all the time, Amelia, you need to focus more on school and less (laughs) on changing the world. My parents say that so (laughs) much. And like, it's hard, it's hard. Um, and that balance is still something I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I, and obviously like, I'd much rather be like going to DC and like lobbying my representatives than like sitting in geometry, learning about similar triangles. But the reality of my situation is that I'm a 14 year old. Um, Uh and we have to remember that. And that I think also plays a lot into mental health. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and as you said, just like being mentally there and being mentally on par because you're not going to be able to do any of this stuff if if your mind is so clouded and foggy and you're in uh-huh. a distraught place. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? And if you don't mind, like talk about your own um, experience yeah. with mental health. So recently, um, well, more recently this year, um, I've been getting really frustrated when people will be like, just do that do this one extra thing like write this one extra essay like do this like you've already like done all these things like I know how hard you're working and like I'm like no (laughs) you don't actually um because I've had to learn um especially in like working in school and working in organizations run by adults like haven't really been able to put on 
the needs of my anxiety or my depression I've just had to like be like yeah I'm totally fine I'll do this because um and this plays into being a woman a kid and a mental health survivor all of the things um but they're just like stop crying and get over it yeah Um, oh my gosh I hate that yeah (laughs) I've had to learn really quickly to be like okay, um, I guess I will just stop crying and get over it. Uh, and now that I'm working with more youth organizations, that ha- I have more leadership. Um, I found little things, like I'll be I'll be writing something and I'll be doing perfectly fine and then all of a sudden I will just like not feel okay. And I'll be like, yeah. I know what I need to do. I know I need to leave this and like, stop doing this but how do i say to someone sorry i couldn't finish this i didn't really feel too good yeah right so it's little things like oh like i i had to shower or i had to like little white lies where i'm like i actually like i had to do a math problem yeah (laughs) Um, because people don't listen they're not like okay like you were having a panic attack like go ahead and leave that's just never been the reality so um i've learned to like totally advocate for myself um like be like um be like i'm about to have a panic attack or i'm really anxious or i feel this like utter wave of sadness just be like i actually have to go to the bathroom like i'll be right back um and i think there's something so wrong with that but also like yeah do you even have to do that yeah do you want to continue on that thought like what's wrong with that um so I use this I use this analogy a lot. Like if I was physically sick, if I was sitting in a meeting and I started physically throwing up, um, or like physically shaking, which yeah. sometimes both of those things will happen yeah. associated with mental health. Yeah. But if I like started seizing in my chair, right, right? They'd be like, Oh my god, get her out of here, take her to the hospital, take her to see a doctor, get her whatever she needs, like she doesn't need to do this work, she's so like yeah. right. <laughs> um but with mental health, if I'm just in a meeting and I'm like, start hysterically crying for no reason, they'd be like, oh, um, excuse me, ma'am. Like, yeah. You probably should, uh, what are you doing? Right? Um, and that, uh, that's really unfair because mental health is so so like I honestly think it it is harder to cope with than physical health a lot of the time yeah you can't see oh, it for sure and definitely it and it's so much harder to help it's so much harder yeah. to help because um, if, like if you get like strep throat you you have to take antibiotics yeah and, and it if goes you, away yeah. and if you break your leg you go to the doctor you walk yeah. with a cast you get better but mental health is not like that it's no. not something that taking a pill will you know give like Taking a pill it helps. It, do, it helps, but it's not. It doesn't make it go away. Like, yeah, absolutely. and like obviously, like there are. We're not completely discarding like physical disadvantages or you know physical disabilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not trying to say that at all. I guess what we're saying is like mental health and physical health are equally as important. One of the most yeah. um, leading causes of death amongst teenagers is suicide. Um, yeah. It's not physical illness. Um, and so I think that really is not taken into account. Like what you're uh-huh. saying about the meeting, I totally 
I totally feel so much empathy for that because at sleepaway camp I fainted once in the bunk and everyone's like oh my god Amelia like take her to the nurse's office get her water whatever she needs uh -huh. I was having a panic attack in the bathroom and no one said anything people yeah. knew it because I was crying in the stall but no one said anything yeah um and I think there's so much stigma and there's so much like Absolutely. taboo around mental illness because people like I, I don't feel like it's people like don't know what to do because they do know what to do. They just don't want to initiate. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like you were saying, like there really is a stigma. It's not talked about ever. Yeah, like, yeah ever. <laughs> in school we're learning about things we probably won't need in 10 years. But in 10 years, uh -huh. what, if we're, what if we're struggling with like depression or, or like anxiety? PTSD, or, like, like, like we're not learning about that. And it, yeah. yeah start teaching us guys <laughs> yeah i always like the excuse from um, adults i get this a lot and i've had this a lot recently is that they're not qualified and we're not qualified to talk about mental health right but if i walked in and i was coughing they'd be like you have a cold go see a doctor yeah right or like i was limping they'd be like your leg looks hurt like let's do something about it right yeah. Then if you can't tell me, like, if I start crying, like, maybe you're having a hard time with your mental health, like, tell me what you need, then there's no way in hell you can tell me to stop coughing when I have a cold. Like, yeah. that's not, that's not fair. Yeah. Spiritual snaps. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, with um, mental health issues, um, I feel like what we see from the media um, is so far from the truth. Um, and I think that one of the prevailing causes of this stigma, right, around mental illness, surrounding mental health issues, is that in the media and in our, like, in our society, we see it portrayed as something bad or something not okay or something different, something dehumanizing. Yeah. And in TV shows, like, someone with schizophrenia is, like, killing people or someone yeah. with depression is, like, shooting themselves all the time, like, or trying yeah. to commit suicide all the time and like there's so much stigma um for mm -hmm. like dramatization um yeah in like in our society and that's just so far from the truth and, um and like yeah. so many tv shows and movies are like glamorizing things that are just not okay to glamorize yeah like 13 yeah. reasons why oh my god don't even get me started about that I show can't, i cannot watch it like yeah. no one is the reason why you killed yourself no yeah. for god's <laughs> yeah and oh my god yeah we can we really should dive into 13 reasons why and i think you're a great person to do it with um but like for you um maybe we can just like say some of the experiences or you know things we've seen in the media about you know the way that mental illness is portrayed yeah hmm. i have a good i have a good story yeah okay. um, so this is it's kind of it's kind of a long one but <laughs> i um, about 10 months ago, probably now, or almost, almost 11 months ago, I was, I don't know if you guys, you probably don't know what it is, um, but there is this condition called depersonalization. I do know what it is. Which I is, do, do know you really? what it is. Yeah. That's so exciting. No one ever knows what it is. So no, I do you know what it is. <laughs> um, so for anyone listening who doesn't know what it is, it is essentially a condition where you feel like completely removed from your body and, um, your surroundings and you kind of just feel like a robot. There are no like real words that I've found to describe it or like any survivors I know have found to describe it. But essentially you like sit back seat, you talk and you don't know you're talking, you move and you don't really know you're moving. So like as I'm talking to you right now, I'm not like taking, like my brain isn't like comprehending what I'm saying. It's just like doing it, right? 
it's like this autopilot yeah Yeah. if you don't mind me asking is this all the time is this 24 7 or is this yeah so this is a 24 7 occurrence Mm -hmm. um and it's it's long lasting some people's isn't some people's isn't 24 7 it happens differently with everyone but essentially this this episode happened um it was I had a panic attack and it was set on, which is very, very common in teenagers when it happens, right? It's mm-hmm. very common for it to be involved with a panic attack. Um, so I, I go to the hospital and I'm like, I think I'm dying. I think I'm like, like something is really wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't really listen. Wait, and, I have a question. Sorry. I've yeah. actually never heard of this before. Or I have like vaguely, but um, yeah. is it like a, basically like a state of shock after anxiety yeah. oh yeah. okay cool. so it's like my cool. example, this is, <laughs> what I mean. yeah the example that i've heard that explains it the best is like a, te- a little see it say like a cheetah is about to attack a gazelle okay that gazelle knows it's gonna get attacked it turns off it's like it's like coping things it turns off like the the part of its brain that's like really thinking and feeling and yeah. processing things and it goes into autopilot yeah um and that's essentially like, what happens um yeah yeah that like fight or flight mode right that yeah, we go into. yeah exactly yeah. um and so i leave the hospital because they're not the next morning they're not telling me it's like they're not believing me and i go home right and this is where it all began i decide me my little 50 i was 15 um 15 year old self decide <laughs> it would be a good idea to watch some dr phil videos right Oh, I can't girl, stand that man. Yeah. I really can't. This girl has schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just like, and I don't know what about it it was, right? But like, the only the only mental health issues I have ever heard talked about prevalently are anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Right. And you don't hear the other ones like thrown around, right? Except for like schizophrenia and like that's when people say you're crazy, right? You're schizo, like... You're really going degrading, to murder horrible people. Bipolar, you're bipolar, going to murder people. Yeah. Like, you're not safe. Yeah. You need to be in a home. Um, all these, so, like, negative things. Because yeah. my symptoms, because I've had anxiety and depression uh, before this, I knew those that wasn't what it was. And I lost it. And I was like, oh, my God, I have schizophrenia. I have split personality disorder. I'm dying. Like... right of course that's not what it was (laughs) but the media had made me think like and just everything everything we consume as teenagers comes out of this little box it comes out of our phones it goes into our brains and it's what we know right Right. like and in school we don't learn about schizophrenia we should in school we don't absolutely should but we don't learn about bipolar disorder we don't learn about any of these other like panic disorder, severe mental health conditions. Um, and I, I just thought like, if it's not X, Y, or Z, it's absolutely the worst thing possible. Right. And I'm never going to be able to live my life again. Right. Like, and of course in my brain, this didn't make sense. I was like, why would this just occur on one like May night? Like, why would it just happen? Right. There were like so many variables where I was like, this definitely isn't what it is. But every time it would be like, oh, schizophrenic man murdered his wife. I was like, yeah. am I going to murder someone? Like, am I like, and that should never have been able to happen. Yeah. To a teenager. Like, yeah. <laughs> should never have been able to get to the point where doctors, psychiatrists, 
hospital personnel could not diagnose me and I turned to Dr. Phil. I think I found out today, like, he doesn't even not have, like, a degree in psychology. No, he doesn't. Like, most of the people... He has a degree in forensic science. (laughs) A couple of the people on the show, like, every once in a while, aren't even actually going through that stuff. Actually, I'm not going to say that, because that, like, that might just be, like, a myth. But, um, he's not, he's not actually educated. It's not a good, for everyone listening, just don't watch it. It's, it's not valid. It's not, it's not. Yeah, good. don't even like Google him to see what we're talking about. He's just like an old ass man who has a TV show um, where he dramatizes and stigmatizes mental illness and um, really exploits the individual um, uh-huh. that he's interviewing. Like, good, and he hasn't even done anything good. No, he really hasn't. No. He's blew um, people up on the internet, which yeah. I guess is, like, not good, but it's just, like... It's also made things worse. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I have really bad anxiety, um, about, about a lot of things, but a lot of it's centered around, like, being a hypochondriac and, like, diagnosing myself with things that, like, uh-huh. rationally, my brain is, like, Amelia, like, what the, like what are you doing like you know this is like when like it just doesn't make sense like I had like I thought for a month that I had like rabies because like I had a really bad mosquito bite that wouldn't go away and like I knew that like I wasn't in the wild like getting bitten (laughs) by a rabbit and like a rabid rabbit or like a rabid wolf but my brain was like okay well what if you slept walk and then my like rationality was like well You live in New York City. I, I was, like, talking back to myself and being, like, no, Amelia, no. But, like, it yeah. gets you. It gets you. Um, yeah, and, like, I convinced myself that I was dying from strep throat because I read one article about, like, how this one guy had, like, di- undiagnosed strep throat and, like, it, it, like, spread to his brain and he died. And, yeah. like, which is the most rare thing in the world. And then, yeah. like, I'll read about, like, a schizophrenia case. Um, like, it will pop up on YouTube, and, like, I'll, I'll be just like, oh, what's this? And then I'll click on it, and then I'll, you know, find myself watching the entire thing, and then being like, oh my god, I have schizophrenia, like, I am, like, I am dangerous, when, like, in reality, I don't actually have, like, any signs of schizophrenia, like, I don't, and it doesn't run in my family, like, I'm not genetically predisposed, it's just the anxiety gets me there, and you can, like, convince yourself of things, it's scary. In terms of mental health, like, watching other people go through things, specifically on TV or in movies, Yeah, and then I'll, like, I'll be like, oh, wait, that's me, but it's not. (laughs) I am, like, the strongest empath, like, if, also, if I see someone in pain, like, I feel pain, and, like, I can tell... I have, like, such a strong emotional sense of, like, what's going on. Like, I feel, like, when I walk into the room, I, like, feel the emotions of the room. Um, And that's something that I thought everyone had, but then I realized that, like, it was kind of just intrinsic to, like, empaths. So, like, that hits me hard, like, when I'm in a room with someone and I feel, like, bad energy. Um, Yeah, what do you have to say about that, I guess? (laughs) So, I can intuitively be, like, I am absolutely perfectly fine, like, I know what's going on, but in my little anxiety brain, I'm like, no, the world is ending. There's an alien yeah. under your bed, and your dog has your dog's eyes are cameras that the people who don't like you are watching you from. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> what? Oh <my> God, really? <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly, like I I talk about this like with my mom and my dad all the time. I'm like, 
there was the rationale in me and like the parts like Amelia just like this is anxiety like you just need to talk back to yourself and talk back to those to those thoughts and the other parts like but these are thoughts these are you're going to die because of these things da, 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 da. and it's like when I talk back to myself and I assure myself I'm like oh my god I have sp- split personality disorder like I'm talking to us <laughs> Yeah, I know, and, like, all the time I see in media, like, people, like, hearing voices in their head and stuff, and, like, that being associated with, like, associated, like, with being dangerous, and, like, for a while, like, because my, like, my parents would always be, like, Amelia, just, like, talk back to your thoughts, just, like, think of them as clouds and, like, let them float away, and then I started thinking, oh, my God, like, they're the voices in my head, am I going to kill someone? But, like, that's not actually what it is. It's just not rational. That is literally, like, completely your anxiety. And I think that as a human being and as a teenager, if I was taught that at a young age when I first was diagnosed with anxiety, if they had been, like, you're going to think things that are completely irrational. You're going to be driving, you're not going to be doing anything wrong, and you're going to be like, a cop is going to pull me over, and I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. And that's just, it just, it's so messed up, but it's just like, it's literally your anxiety. That is what anxiety is. People's like, yeah. wait, you like you get nervous in situations? And I'm like, no, I literally think that a giant cat is going to fall through the ceiling while I'm taking a history exam. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, we live in, we live in New York City and whenever I like walk under buildings, like with metal awnings like a lot of buildings have that I'm like okay this is going to fall on me no and when it's yeah. really windy outside and I it's really so windy out. I I have this thing where like <laughs> in the wind I cannot walk under scaffolding because once in like 2013 there was an incident where it was super windy and like scaffolding fell on like one block in Soho but like I think it's gonna happen to me and it's these like obsessive thoughts that will not go away yeah um and like it's a pain in the ass it's a total pain in the ass um yeah that's yeah a fact. um is there anything else you want to say that you feel like we didn't ask you questions about I think um so the medical system like the mental health system is rigged in general right it's it's super messed up but in in um in total it's literally rigged against people of color and teenagers yeah Um, so and i'm not trying to start this like a debate with like anti-vaxxers like going and shutting down like um clinics and stuff like don't do that but just don't come at me (laughs) (laughs) don't come at me i don't mean any harm (laughs) um doctors are not in the space to believe like you know this whole thing about like teenagers are just sad in general or like just are like depressed in general um that's like complete bs yeah like yeah we are dealing with a lot of emotions but a lot of those are attributed to mental health not just being a teenager so they're not they're not really supposed to or trained to believe you when you walk in and you're like i something is wrong like i know what depression feels like i know what anxiety feels like like those are easy to diagnose but something else is going on here they're not they don't believe you and statistically and obviously they don't believe people of color either which is I'm not, I'm not the person to talk to about that. I am a privileged white person. I could not tell you what that's like, um, but it is so fucked. It's just another institutional racism um, example. Just that if 
a black man were to walk into a doctor's office and say, I'm feeling very sad and I'm feeling very upset. And these, these words that we say to describe our mental illness, they'd be labels as a threat to themselves and others. That's just, yeah. it's unfair. Um, but again, I'm not the person because I don't know all the facts. Um, and it's, it's just like, they aren't, if you walk in to a doctor's office for any reason, if a teenager's like, I'm having heart pains, my foot is broken, they're kind of just always like, look to your parents and they're like, are they, sh- are you sure? And you're like, I'm the one talking. Yeah. Um, and this whole system is just rigged to be like, what's the easiest to medicate? What's mm-hmm. the least expensive? And what's the easiest to diagnose? Yeah. Because a lot of the time, doctors, they just want, they want you to get better, right? And your parents want you to get better, and you want you to get better. So if a doctor is like, oh, take this medication that is expensive and will cause you to, um, like, your hair to fall out and you to throw up and you to have seizures, like, take it because you're not going to be sad anymore. You're like, I don't want to be sad anymore. Yeah. And that whole, like, that is what I've experienced more than anything. Or, like, are you sure you're not overreacting? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not overreacting. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's doctors, they mean well. A lot of them, the majority of them do. Yeah. But we are in a culture and in a society that is against teenagers, right? Like, yeah. They're like, they don't really know what they're talking about. They're just emotional wrecks. They have no idea about anything. And all they want to do is get high and have sex. Yeah. Like, I got big, better things to do than Uh (laughs) kind of on the theme of what you were just saying what would you say to adults that are like you're too young um your feelings are illegitimate you don't really know what you're talking about um you can't create change you are a teenager what would you say i've I've gotten that so much i used to get really snappy and be like you're wrong but like no one no one's gonna listen if you yell at them right yeah so i i usually you gotta make direct eye contact you gotta like sit up (laughs) you gotta drop your voice an octave you gotta be like Look, this affects me in the end, right? Yeah. My mental health affects me. Climate change, me. Yeah. Education systems, me. All of these things. And I always just say, look, like, I'm going to change the world. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. It is. And Whether it's happening already. Yeah. Or not. And if you decide to not stand with me, you're on the wrong side. If you decide not to stand with me, you stand against me. Yeah. I am not an ignorant teenager. I feel things. That's my superpower not my weakness so what would you say um to someone a child or you know a teenager who's looking to get into activism but doesn't really know where to start um okay what i always do this is and i still do this as like the most active person that (laughs) i know i follow like something like teen speaks or um all these things i follow them on instagram and i press the drop down and like it'll recommend things. Yeah. And you can you can find like so many things on social media, right? Like that's where I found like the majority of my um of my of my organizations. And this one's gonna sound a little cheesy, but 
this is the only reason I'm talking to you guys right now. This is the only reason I have everything that I wanted is that I, I dreamed of it, right? Yeah. I would be like, I'm going to, like, I want the opportunity to change the world. And I said it and I wanted it so bad, it came, right? I got a text from my regional director for March for Our Lives and she was like, she was like, I want you to get involved. And it was like, I manifested that. So you gotta be like, you gotta, you gotta work for it. And so just like branch out your community. There, there is bound to be someone in your community making change. And if not, do it yourself. Yeah. Like start an organization. Talk. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, right. <laughs> um, what would you say some to someone who's struggling with mental health, if that's anxiety or depression or yeah. just personalization? Yeah, and also what would you say to your younger self? Um, yeah, or yourself 10 months ago or yeah. Okay. First and foremost, I would say you are trying your best. Um and your best is not <laughs> I can see your hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are trying your best and your best is not anybody else's best, right? It is not good grades all the time it is not a perfect life like your best is might be like laying in bed in sweatpants like you you're doing your best um and also like you and this part sucks right i think this is the worst part you are your only advocate in your mental health right you gotta you gotta push you gotta be like "Uh uh-uh look at this like maybe it's this maybe it's this like Tell those doctors, tell your parents, tell the adults, like, listen to me. Like, I'm not okay. I'm sick. Help me, because I can't do it on my own. Yeah. And I think reaching out is something that, there's so much power in that, and it's also not recognized um, as an act of strength and as an act of bravery, because that's what it is. Um, Okay. Lastly, where can people find you? What social media platform yeah, are you involved in? Girl. Yeah, plug it. Oh my god! So I like have tweeted like one thing in my life, um, <laughs> and it was a response to a Kamala Harris tweet, <laughs> and I, I tweeted Angel at her tweet. So I mean, I guess you can find me on Twitter. What's but, your like, user? I um, it is Mar- <laughs> my name is spelled so weird, so hard. It is Marley Mellon, like craziest name of a human being, right? <laughs> And it's, it's M-A-R-L-E-E, and melon, the fruit, is spelled M-E-L-L-E-N. And that is my username for every social media you could possibly find me. Amazing. Because <laughs> no one has that name, so I can... <laughs> is there, can. um, is there, the, like, a Tulip organization Instagram that people can find you at? Or oh my God. Um, yeah. Go follow the Yellow Tulip Project. Follow it if you are if you are passionate about mental health. They are the people to talk to. Um, they are the people you want to get involved with, right? And then March for Our Lives, Maine. I'm always I'm the one who runs that. If you follow that, I'll be. Um, right, and then March for Our Lives official Instagram. All of those things. Um, and also like I shameless plug. I want to be involved with everything, right? Like I want to overextend myself, so like reach out. Um, <laughs> and I would love to like help all of you, whatever whatever you need, right? Like I have lived with mental health my whole life. Um, I have lost a parent. I have been in a 
not so good relationship i have done i have i have done the works right like <laughs> i get it yeah um and i i my phone is always open I, I, my dms are always open you're so, so yeah. sweet thank you for that <laughs> thank you. um well thank you so much for coming on it was amazing having you it was um it was so it we're so privileged that you could be on here um, <laughs> thank you today. i'm so glad this is amazing <laughs> yeah thank you so much for listening um, <laughs> um come back and listen to our next episode yeah stay tuned for our next episode see you next time see you next time amazing <laughs>